This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Addie. And I'm Tommy. And you're listening to Series 6, Episode 8, Project Puzzle Box. And let's start it off with some announcements. An announcement specifically. Uh, next week is the deadline for your questions for postgame chatter. At the end of the finale, we will have a sit down with the entire cast where we talk about the system and the campaign and all sorts of things. And we'll answer questions from you, the listeners. We've mentioned this the past couple weeks, but just in case you didn't hear, email those questions in. Uh, you can send them to essential NPCs podcast at gmail.com. You can go to www.essentialnpcs.com and contact us there. You can also shoot us Facebooks or comments on Instagram or Twitter. We're at essential NPCs. Send us questions about the system, the campaign, our particular styles, the podcast, really anything. If you submit a question for post-game chatter, we will answer it. So let's move on into Words with a GM. Hello. Hello, GM. Hey. This Words with a GM is about Series 6, Episode 7, Shocking Revelations. So... Obviously, right at the end of this session, some crazy shit happens. Uh, Zodra stabs Twitch a lot, and he basically blows up Hellion. This this ability to transfer damage from Twitch into more electronic, yeah, uh, electrokinetic power isn't exactly something that's supported by the rules. Uh, mechanically, his electrokinetic mutation actually just lets him deal damage equal to his tenacity when he uses it, uh, and the idea of him being able to put out enough of a charge to power a city as long as he's being tortured was just a narrative aspect of his backstory. And until now, we'd only just kind of played around with it, uh, like when Bumper was stabbing him while he touched the car to, like, test it out. But this sort of attack actually doesn't have any mechanical foundation. Uh, and and you, Covert, were faced with a choice when Zodra and Twitch tried to use this ability to take out Hellion. Uh, and the choice you had was either tell them they couldn't do it because it wasn't it was just a narrative tool, not something supported by the rules of the game at all, or you had the choice to let them do it and then quickly homebrew mechanics for it on the fly. Uh, so I guess the question is, how did you turn the concept into mechanics? It had been established in the backstory that Twitch could do that, could generate that much electricity under duress. So at that point in the story, I figured it didn't make any sense to say no to, to you guys trying it. It ended up working out, but it was very high risk, high reward for Twitch Twitch took damage from Zodra, and instead of instead of making the number of damage Twitch took and putting it plugging it into some sort of equation, I just used it as a kind of gauge to guess what effect I get. So he he actually took damage, like he took mechanical damage from Zodra. And it could have been really bad for you guys if he didn't succeed on this. Luckily, he did, and ended up knocking out Hellion. Uh, to me, that just seemed like 
that's what made narrative sense at the time. And that's what would be cool at the time. And I think y'all felt pretty badass afterwards. So uh, I'd count that as a win in my book. Uh, yeah, I think we pushed Twitch all the way down to one hit point remaining only after Damien, uh, like spent fortune to take some of the damage himself. Yeah, it was pretty good. Just shows, shows you how effective Zodra can be, right? That's the point of this conversation. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of highlights, uh, the cool things you can do. Uh, outside the rules to serve the narrative. Um, But it it is always like hard to make those calls as a GM because uh, when you give your players something this powerful, something that can like, you know, knock out a big NPC uh, that doesn't exist in the rules, you run the risk of them abusing it or using it too many times. Uh, And I think it's like a sign of, or it's like a, a sign of like the kind of like understanding we have around our table and like the trust between the players and the GM and like the knowledge of like, you know, where the boundaries are. Like, uh, at least I know like when I'm running games, like, you know, sometimes I'll like, I'll give the players like a cool thing that doesn't really actually fit in the rules just cause you know, it's cool. And it's like kind of this unspoken knowledge of like, you know, you don't want to abuse that because if you do, then I'm either going to take it away somehow or or not give you the next cool thing you want to do, that kind of thing. It's it's very similar to how you might give someone like an overpowered magic item in Shadowrun, like a drain focus or in D&D when you get to any of those like epic level legendary magic items that are totally game breaking. And it comes from either explaining like overtly or, you know, signaling to them that this is like a, for for special use only kind of stuff. I recommend if it's the first time that you've had that particular table together uh, that you just say outright like, hey, guys, if you use this super broken thing, I'm going to figure out a way to eventually combat it either with making everything hard that you're going to have to use that every time and it's less going to be less fun because it's going to be me versus you or I'm going to take it away. Somebody's going to steal it in the middle of the night (laughs) (laughs) and I don't know what you think covert but I think when you give your players this kind of ability or opportunity it shows that you trust them as a GM and uh, that can go a long way with uh, keeping and growing the trust between you and your table. And you get epic moments like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that too. <laughs> uh, I guess speaking of moments, let's go around and talk about our favorite moments. Uh, what was your favorite moment as the GM, Covert? Definitely just that whole brawl in the middle of karma. Uh, it's just always fun when Zodra's fighting. Like I said, this conversation's all about Zodra. <laughs> but what about you, Tommy? What was your favorite moment? Well, my favorite moment um, was actually when Bumper was being uh, brought into town and I had the thought, oh, man, I'm trying to infiltrate the enemy, but they're just going to see me being escorted by two guards and go, oh, no, Bumper got himself in trouble. And then Zodra's going to, like, murder these guys. And then I, and then I just remembered, like, that's what fortune's for. And so 
Uh, my favorite moment was just, it's almost always using fortune. I love using fortune. I love the, being able to do like minor plot tweaks. And then, uh, so it was really fun to like spend the fortune and be able to like, n- you know, within the rules of the game, like establish n- that Zodra and Bumper have this like nonverbal, like communication system that they use for like particular capers that they do. <laughs> it's like, oh no, this is, I'm, I'm infiltrating. And Zodra's like, yeah, we got like 20 minutes before we probably have to rescue him. <laughs> Addie, what about you? So like I said, this conversation is all about Zodra. <laughs> um, but I'm going to throw it back a little bit because uh, in season one of Shadowrun, which was series two of our podcast, when we met Hellion, he didn't get the chance to talk. He, he, you know, he didn't get that villain monologue that kind of everybody expects because Bumbles and Cashmere both smackdowned. Um, and then he was in the middle of a fight and didn't have the ability to like do his like, I am a villain moment. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Shadowrun Smackdown is a, an ability you can use to automatically succeed on something. Um, and you, you permanently lose one of your, like, it's like losing a point of for- fortune. It's, uh, it's called edge in Shadowrun and, and it doesn't replenish anymore because you lose some of it to SmackDown. And they both did that against Hellion. I was running the game. I had created this cool villain <laughs> and then he didn't get to do anything. <laughs> and- Same here. I worked on, I was trying to get like a Joker-esque voice going for him. Nope, didn't even get a chance to talk. Because of me. Um, (laughs) I uh, didn't get to uh, participate in the SmackDown in season uh, one of Shadowrun because Mouse uh, had been incapacitated. Um, And so I was like, you know what we're doing? We're not going to let Hellion speak again. Symmetry. Yeah. (laughs) It it was actually very entertaining to see that, like, Hellion's lot in life in whatever (laughs) whatever world he exists in is to be this very threatening bad guy that doesn't get to do anything because the the heroes are just like, what? No. He's Boba Fett. He's fucking fucking the Boba Fett of Essential Empathy. He's so scary that we're like, no, you don't get to talk. You don't let him talk. Blah! Uh, and I just I love that that is now like Hellion's lot in life as an essential NPC. Yeah. Uh, so that's my favorite moment. Fair enough. But we are getting close to the end of series six. Just a few more episodes left. We are dragging Hellion's body out of karma. Uh, and I want to see what happens next. So let's move on in and listen to series six, episode eight, Project Puzzle Box. Enjoy. Howdy. They called me Bumper on account I was found in a car bumper as a baby. Guess my parents didn't really like that I was born a mutie and decided to toss me in the junkyard. An old greaser found me and raised me as his own. He was like, real smart. And he taught me all sorts of useful things. Mechanics, electronics, history, you name it. When he passed away, I felt a yearning to go out and see the world and whatnot. So I traded all he left me to piece together my very own transport vehicle. I call it the Badass Education and Safety Tour Bus. Or for short, the Beast. Ah, <laughs> oh, this rusted monstrosity ain't much to look at, but she'll get you from point A to point B in a timely, and more importantly, safe manner. Now, I've been at this business for a few years now, and if I'm being perfectly honest, which I usually am... 
I probably wouldn't have survived this long if it weren't for this tribal lady named Zodra who travels around with me. She plays a key role in the safety part of my business. I found my home when I built the beast, so it only seems fair I help others find theirs. So as long as I can keep her going, you can bet I'm gonna keep rolling through the waste, picking up strays, and getting them where they need to go! They call me Zodra. I ain't much for talking, but since you want to know my story, I'm a tribeswoman from a place what was called the Green Place. It's a beautiful place with healthy plants and animals that don't much want to eat you. But a while back, a blight came, and the Green Place started dying. So my tribe, we split in two, half moving ahead to find a new Green Place, and the others staying behind, protecting them that can't rightly protect their selves. Along the way, we dropped off folk to serve as links in a chain between the two halves of my tribe. Lighthouses, we called them. And me and mine, we was chosen to be a lighthouse. Me, my daddy, my husband, and my little girl. And for a while, we served faithfully, making a good life for ourselves. That is, till we came down with the pox. I was the only one in my family to come out of that alive. Mostly thanks to Bumper. He found me on the edge of death and brought me back. I don't know how, but way I see it, I owe him my life. And he seems to have made it his business to help people get home. And that's certainly something I can sympathize with. So until either half of my tribe starts making their way through the chain of lighthouses, I'll use what skills I have to keep old Bump and anyone under his care in one piece. Greetings, commoners. You have the pleasure of meeting me, Damien Bolchris. I hail from the Lake Pleasant Remnant Enclave, a beacon of old-world technology and knowledge led by our brilliant and benevolent master, the Professor. I myself practically grew up in the subterranean laboratories of Lake Pleasant, immersed in the gallant tales of old. In fact, I am so well-versed in such stories that I am a bit of a lore master. One day, as I was making a study of the downsides of democratic governments, the alarms began to sound all across the Enclave. We were being attacked by trogs. From my storied knowledge, I knew the thing to do was to make a daring escape. I grabbed my books and dashed through the tunnels. Along the way, I boldly rescued a curious simpleton called Twitch, and together we made our escape across the lake into the lawless wastes of the surface. Well, hey, they call me Twitch. I don't really have a name on account of being kidnapped as a tiny child for my electrokinetic powers and used as a battery for a remnant enclave led by a man called The Professor. I spent a couple decades chained up in a generator room, getting jabbed with various instruments to increase my output until my home was overrun by vicious trogs. Best day of my life! During the invasion, a guy named Damien accidentally stumbled upon my chamber and freed me from my chains. As the first person to meet me and not torture me for electrical power, Damien instantly became my best friend. We escaped the chaos on his kayak of freedom and got picked up by two wastelanders driving a big old bus they call the Beast. 
I don't know where we're going, but hopefully I can escape this life of horrible pain and find a place to call home. When we last left our resident group of badasses, they waltzed into a raider town, picked a couple of fights, ended up winning them, as well as using Twitch's electrokinetic capabilities and his ability to channel pain, releasing a giant discharge into Hellion. The polarity on Twitch's face changed, and now he has a stuck frown. Twitch said something cool, and... Has uh, started dragging Hellion around. Hey, where'd Pumper park the beast? <laughs> if you could take this knife out of my hand, I'd be glad to show you. On the gips. I pull it out. Oh, God! Why did I ask for that? You know you leave knives in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I rip a little bit of, uh, of Damien's shirt and I wrap it around his hand. It's still in great pain. I take out the puzzle box and I pull up the map, which should show the beast's location on the gips since I left a tracker in it before we left. Yeah, there's a giant crowd, so before you even really get anywhere, someone shouts, He killed Hellion! Well, hopefully not yet I didn't. He might have killed Hellion! At this point, I push the pain down and I get up and face the people and I say, Listen, people of karma! My name is Damien Balkris, future savior of civilization. We have liberated you from the tyrannous rule of Hellion, and now you are unfree from his grasp, and soon we shall bring the light of technology and knowledge to eliminate the poverty and scarcity among you. You shall no longer be oppressed by... Lack of food and lack of wages. There shall be plenty in this town, and you shall not have to do evil against one another to acquire the things you need to survive. Yeah, but that's going to be a while from now, so you might want to elect a new leader in the meantime. One guy pipes up and asks, uh, asks you, Twitch, is that nerd guy with you? Yeah, and if anybody touches him, I'll fuck you up. So, so the crowd goes quiet. And cheers for you, Damien. Thank you. Thank you. And I do a king wave. Thank you. We shall return. Await our arrival once more. Now, you said elect a new leader. You realize by taking out our old one, you've taken his place, right? Cool. Uh, can I use my newfound authority to leave this town? Uh, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, d- do what he said. Stop doing doing evil on each other. A hand raises up. A yes. Can we do non-lethal pit fights or try to be not lethal? Twitch looks to Damien. Damien looks at Twitch and shrugs his shoulders. Twitch expansively shrugs his shoulders. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any orders for us while you're gone, boss? Uh, yeah, but, uh, uh, be, everybody be nice. Be nice. I don't know how to be nice. <laughs> Mumble. Ooh, 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 ooh. I take one of the, uh, receivers that I can send data to the, to from the puzzle box, and I give it to the 
tallest person I see, <laughs> believing this to be a pretty good criterion, <laughs> I give it to the tallest person I see, and I say, take this, we will send a message to you via this device. He takes it and nods. Oh, okay. I nod back, thinking it is quite sagely, but in fact, <laughs> it is quite inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Damien. That's a that's a real good idea. Of course it is, Twitch. Uh, Bumper. Yeah? You were brought to Hellion's office and received news that somebody burst in. Hellion's been dead. We got a new leader. Oh, hell. Well, I guess that means a lot of upward momentum in this organization. Well, the guy that killed him filled that spot. Right, no, but I mean, like, there's probably, like, a shift or something. I, I mean, like, if they're looking for a second in command or something, who, who done killed him? I don't know, it was the, the, this dude shocked him. Must be like a wizard or something. Oh, hell, that sounds unreal. <laughs> right? I have a hard time believing this. That's crazy. Okay, maybe since, you know, I'm a new recruit and all that, y'all should take me to your new leader. Yeah, that's a good idea. Part of his job is to greet the new recruits. Right, that makes sense. All right, so they take you to the town square where your other companions are. Cool. For a second, I'm gonna I'm gonna break away. But hold on one second, guys. Just one, one quick second, if that's okay with you. I'm gonna go over to find Rochi, who's probably like hanging around. Now that like the fights have paused briefly, I'm like Rochi, hey, Roach. This yeah. ain't the life for you, Roach. You ain't no bandit, Roach. You saw that guy I killed in there, right? Uh, yeah, that was really cool. No, Roach, it was terrible and horrific. Now. Now, think about that for a second, all right? That's the guy that had me fight. He, he was going to fight you. Do you really think you could kill someone like that? Oh, uh, no. Right, right. You a cargo hauler, Roach. Own that! Ain't no shame of being a cargo hauler. Don't not kill nobody. Uh, I'm a hauler, and I don't got to kill nobody. That's right. That's right. You go ahead, and you find yourself someone who's good at killing somebody like I did, and then and then they take care of that for you, and you stay safe. Okay, Roach, you say, hey! You want to be my bodyguard? No, I'm busy. Sorry, I got stuff to do. See you later, Roach. Oh, okay, bye. <laughs> All right, guys, let's keep going. Take me to your new leader. <laughs> they take you to the new leader. It's Twitch. Okay, okay. I'm going to look over at Zoe. Uh, I have collected all of the weapons of the people who are fighting us, and they are on my back currently. And I'm going to rub my left eye, and then my right eye, and then both eyes. And that way she knows that we ain't ever seen each other before. <laughs> Using our pre-established hand signal communication. <laughs> Obviously, I came up with them. <laughs> uh, a nod, which is usually the signal I send back. Where are we right now? Are we in the office? Is no, that you're in the middle of straight? No, I, I've, I've been trying to walk out of Karma for pretty much all this time. Okay, um, we've we've been following you, uh, and uh, and uh, I I stop the people with the bump, and uh, and I and I say, who this? Oh, this is the new recruit. Beat the hell out of Gurnveld not too long ago. Well, all right, that's impressive. Wait, who are you? What's it to you? I mean, mug him. Is she with you? Yeah. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and they uh, drop they drop bumper off and leave. Yeah. I, I'll see you later. All right, let's start this whole new orientation thing. Okay, what the hell just happened? Hey, Wait, bumper. Hold on. Maybe we can talk about this outside town. Take me to wherever you're going. We can have our meeting in private. I say very loudly so the crowd can hear. 
Okay, bumper. <laughs> <laughs> and we start out. <laughs> Await my instructions on that device, uh, everybody. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Sure, yeah, yeah. Well, wait, boss. It probably won't come up. <laughs> All right, we need to get back to the beast and fast. This guy, I don't know how alive he is, if at all. Okay, well, in that case, y'all caught Sir Cameron's body. I think I can get the beast here and meet you about halfway. I'm going to sprint as fast as I can to the beast. You sprint as fast as you can to the beast. Also, I leave like my battery with you in case you need it like to defib or something like that. I don't know, but here you go. And I run off. And I go get he the beast. He gives you the defib and runs off. All right. And you're taking Hellion with you? Yeah. I'm going to wrap him up, uh, wrap his arms up in that chain, and uh, I'm going to lay him on the ground. I'm going to clench my fist as, as it starts channeling electricity into it, crackle him. Hey, I used to do, uh, they used to make me do this a time or two back in the, back in Lake Pleasant. Once, once it actually worked. So <laughs> here's this. And I'm going to uh, take his pulse here. Does he have one? Nope. I'm going to punch him in the heart. And try to give him a shock? Yeah, I'd like to roll tenacity and heal if possible. Yeah, sure, we'll go with that. Well, I got two hits. I'm going to spend a fortune to get a third hit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you punch him in the chest, and you hear you hear the crackle of electricity, and you see him lurch up and... <gasps> as uh, his heart starts again, and he's wrapped up in the chains. Hey. What, what have you done to me? Uh, well, I killed you, and then I brought you back. Impossible. Uh, I'm sorry, and you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to take this for a second. I'll take off his helmet. It's just a guy with black hair, younger gentleman, uh, very fierce from stories you've heard. Hey, uh, I'm guessing you're Hellion, yeah? Yeah, what's it to you? <laughs> I like your style. Well, I mean, I don't like your killing style and stuff, but uh, uh, after I killed you, I took over, so... You really don't have anything really to lose anymore. So maybe you should just answer some questions for me. Well, once I return, there won't be any questions. Uh, yeah, about that. Uh, I look over to uh, to see the, the beast driving toward us. I honk the horn. Yeah, we actually don't have any time to waste with letting you return, so we're just going to bring you with us for now. Doesn't mean I'm going to talk. Whatever you want, man. I can turn you on and off at will. Fine. Do it then. Well, hang on. <laughs> I pull up. I'd hop on in. Oh, hey, it worked. Yeah. That's sweet. You know, it's strange. Even though my face is locked in a rictus grimace now, and I look real mean, probably, I feel better than I have in years, even though there's this knife sticking out of me. I can't feel anything. Hey, yeah, okay, so, hey, so can you go ahead and tend to Hellion, and I'm going to tend to your wounds there, Twitchy? Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and sit Twitch down and start, like, patching him up a little bit where I can. You're a grandpa found a mag kit. Make this a lot easier. I keep on having to use up my mechanic rags, and then I don't have any rags to clean the engine. <clears throat> Make an understanding and heal roll. That's five successes. You heal five damage. This is one of my cleaner rags. <clears throat> I do this for you, new lord of Hellion's crew. I guess we should come up with a new name for them or something. I Twitch team. Twitch team, I like it. I think Hellion's crew suits them fine, considering I'm still alive. I drag him over a rock. How mature. I toss him in the back there. 
Then let's get out of here. All right. I hoist him by his ankle so he's hanging upside down inside the beast. Uh, I hang on to the chain so that he's got like a little bit of whatever current I got left. It feels like I don't I don't have any much left in me, honestly. It, is this what like feeling good is like? Yeah. Like when you don't feel any pain at all? Probably, yeah. I love it. <laughs> well, if you have any questions for this guy, I figure we should ask him about the professor and what he knows. I yes, I I go up to Hellion hanging upside down from the ceiling of the bus, and I go I go up to him. I'm still quite woozy from battle. I'm only at six hit points and sort of swaying back and forth. I fix my sh- shaky focus on him, and I say, "Listen." Hellion, you dastardly cretin, I've got a few choice words for you, and I throw up on him <laughs> from disgust at the gore of the battle. <laughs> and then I faint and pass out. All right, so you're up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, I move Damien onto his cushy bed that I made, and then uh, I'm just going to take out a ration and sit in front of uh, Hellion and eat it. Staring at him. He stares at you back. Every time that he says something, I punch him. He doesn't say anything. He just stares at you. We're kindred spirits. Except for, you know, he's evil. And I ain't, I think. I keep driving towards the coastal city, because that's the only destination I know we got. And I'm just going to let this, like, awkward silence hang in the air. (laughs) Just quiet. I ain't even singing to myself. Just the sound of the engine and the rain. And the chain is taking a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys keep making your way towards the coastal city. Does anybody continue to try to interact with Hellion? I mean, I continue to interact with him. It's just, uh, I don't have any questions. I I wish he was still just dead, but... Damien probably eventually wakes up at some point. Yes, eventually I do wake up. uh, And I'd like to attempt to... Patch up some of my wounds since no one seems to be helping. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you looked all right compared to Twitch. (laughs) Yes, you may do that. Uh, Understanding and heal. One success. You heal one damage. I feel much better, mostly about the fact that I did it all myself. (laughs) And having done this, I stand up, still a bit shaky, and I, I have to lean on the seats of the bus to keep myself steady. And... I walk up to Hellion, and I turn to Zodra, and I say, I'll take it from here. Okay. So you can go now. That's all right. Fine. And then I turn back to Hellion, and I say, listen, you've been doing quite a bit of evil, and I've just got one question for you. Who are you working for? Why, young man, I work for myself. I punch him. Every time you lie, I punch you. That's the rules of this game. Every time you tell the truth and I like your answer, I might give you some food. Now, answer the question. And if I feel you aren't working, I'm going to turn you off and turn you back on again. (laughs) (laughs) I say holding on to the chain that is suspending him, as I have been this whole time. (laughs) Let's say I did talk. What are you going to do for me? Punch him again. That doesn't seem like a fair deal. I interrupt his response with a punch. <laughs> he, uh, every time you punch him, his head turns a little bit, and he just turns back, seeming unfazed by it. Way I see it, we can let you go one of two ways. On, 
or off. Up to you. You know what? Perhaps I will work with you. What would you like to know? I've told you. Who are you working for? And how do I know when I tell you the truth you won't just kill me? I won't kill you. You have my word. How about I have your word that nobody kills me? Well, then he'd be lying. Somebody's going to kill you someday. Yes, but it won't be any of you. Yeah, but semantics, and I feel like you're one for that. (laughs) Listen, Hellion, you're not in a position to bargain here. I take out my puzzle box. Do you know what this is? No, I don't. Do I think he's telling the truth about that? You want to roll senses and notice? May I also roll? Yes. I'll spend a fortune to have two successes. I have three. He's got a pretty stone-cold face, but you do see recognition in his eyes. I'll punch him. He chuckles at you. All right, I see that punching isn't working, so here's the new deal. Um, Every time you lie to me, I will take an appendage. First fingers, just by digit, and then when I run out of fingers, it'll be your ears, and then after that, it'll be your feet, and then your hands, and eventually your eyes and your nose, and and it's real going to get bad real soon. So here's the thing, Hellion. Why don't we just, like, skip all the I'm an evil guy and I'm going to lie to you and, and laugh when I punch you and, and all that stuff and just uh, just have a polite conversation with us. We're willing to let you go hours ago, but you got to be all obs. What's the word, Bumper? Obstinate. Obstinate. Obstetrician. <laughs> I think you like living and I think you like your body parts, so, you know, I'm happy to... All right. Here's my bargain. I'll tell you everything you need to know. And when I finish, you will let me out wherever we happen to be when I'm done. Yeah, that was my actual plan. I figured you, you know, now that I've experienced living life, not being in constant pain, it seems like the kind of thing most people would want to do. So I figure you do too. All right. So, yes, I do recognize this box. I was hired by someone called the Professor. Liar! Punch him! That ain't no lie. You are good. I was hired by one called the Professor. He was able to secure a large amount of supplies for myself and my men. Should I steal this little box for him? It was an easy job for much power in the region. Though my reign's been interrupted... I was hired by the professor. But why? Why would he ask you to do this thing? Yeah, what does the professor want? Wanted the same thing I did. Power. Of course, once I accumulated enough, I was going to turn on him. So, was he paying you to chase us? No. I was chasing you because you pissed me off. Hey, when was the last time you saw him? Perhaps a month ago. Where was he? Is before the trucks took over Lake Pleasant. I delivered the box to him. Then the stories are true. The professor has become corrupted. Corrupted? This is what any normal man wants. You're sick, Hellion. I punch him. <laughs> <laughs> he chuckles. I'm not sick. You're just weak. One of the, one thing does not imply the other. Get rid of this man. I'm finished with him. 
All right. So as soon as he said, the deal is, once I tell you what you want to know, you let me go wherever we are. When I finish telling you, I took a turn to the right and got up on a cliff edge. I would like to spend two fortune if you consider that a minor tweak. And I will spend five fortune if you count it as a major plot twist. And I have it so that the door out of the beast is facing over this cliff edge. And I go, all right, Zoe, let him out. Part of the deal. All stony face, cold eyes. I pop open the front door to reveal where we are. He walks towards the door and turns to you. Take care. And jumps out. Hey, wait. There's no ground there. I know. What, does he fly? No, I'm I'm just waiting for the sound. Hang on. Yeah, I stop. (laughs) I look over. He flips you off hanging from the cliff edge and begins climbing down. Oh, okay. Well, I guess that was only two fortune then. I shoot him with my crossbow. Oh, my God. I'm not letting this fucking guy go after all he done. You kidding me? He attacked that Trog Town for no fucking reason. He's just going to go back and get his boys, tape back over. So that's one success. I will spend my remaining three fortune to add three more successes so I get four successes on this fucker. Oh, my God. If I miss, I'll just reload. He's got a long way down to go. <laughs> the bolt plants firmly into his skull and he lets go falling to the ground below I lean over the cliff edge and I spit down onto his corpse and I say the bastard got what he deserved I close the door and I go them's wasteland rules boys and I drive down the cliff hey I really like what you did there with the deal oh yeah well you see them's bad people and I'm really hoping we can kind of change hearts and minds with that little doohickey we left him that's right and all that dude's gonna do when he gets back is just change those minds back do lots of bad things. Oh, that reminds me. Damien, I'd like to abdicate my responsibility as leader of karma to you. Just sign all the things you send them with my name. Twitch, normally I would say what a wise decision that is. And I do think it's a wise decision. But you've, you've truly handled yourself in a shockingly competent manner. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but you sound nice while you're saying it. <laughs> I suppose what I mean to say is congratulations. I didn't realize how much of a skilled leader or at least a skilled person you are. Thank you, Damien. I don't don't mind the grimace. It ain't no thing. <laughs> and I go I go to hug him and I stop myself and I say no. Hug me. <laughs> and I hug Damien. That's mm. beautiful. I, I hug him and the corners of my mouth, they, they twitch a little bit. And eventually, they go back up into their normal position. <laughs> That's the twitch I know. <laughs> oh, Damien. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I feel so good. Well, all the pain is coming back, so it don't feel that good. But I feel normal. That's the best we can hope for in this life, Twitch. To just feel normal. Onward to the coastal enclave. Yeah, I took a bit of a detour. It's going to take a little while. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so he took a bit of a detour. It's going to take a little while. What are you guys doing on the trip there? At some point, when we pitch up camp, I'm going to try and inconspicuously, like, talk to Zodra. Maybe, like... When we out, like, checking the tire pressure or whatnot. 
All right. I'm going to be like, hey, Zo. Yeah, bump. So I know I may have kind of overstepped my bounds. What with the whole like righteous justice thing I did when it came to Hellion? Because that's like your department. Uh, I can appreciate good work when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess what I'm saying is like I, I feel all bad about it. And, and I don't know how you go about around being able to do that all the time. So in the future, if I'm going to do something like that, can you, like, stop me? And then if it still needs to be done, maybe you do it yourself? Yeah, bump. Yeah, because I, like, I was already, like, on shaky moral ground when I killed this guy in a cage match for almost <laughs> no reason. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on. Uh, I, I justified it to myself by, by saying I did it for Roach, but uh, but I think I just got a little bloodthirsty. <laughs> and and I, I, I just, you know, I want things to go back to how they were, where you're the murderous son of a bitch, and I'm the person who gets people places. How's that sound? Uh, I like it. Okay, confession over. Also, this tire's done. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. <laughs> I pat him on the back real awkward. Oh, don't, don't go and... Okay, thank you. It'll be okay. Thank you. Oh, hell, this one's got a thing in it. <laughs> <laughs> so the first law should be, like, be nice, right? <laughs> oh, yes, that's excellent. And I, I type that into the puzzle box. I have a document called Rules for Society. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and, and as good as Lion and Subterfuge have been... <laughs> I feel like on the general, like, there should be less of those. So so maybe make, keep subterfuge to a minimum. Maybe that's law number two. Well, couldn't we make it a bit stronger to say don't lie? I don't know, but sometimes you need to lie. I mean, lying has come in handy a couple times for us, right? I suppose that's a good point. All right, we'll say don't lie unless you have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't see any loopholes in that. <laughs> I think we need three laws, though. I think we need to start with three just to get them on the right track. What what else is going on in there that, that it should... Oh, how about... Uh, don't kill people for no reason. Excellent. Don't kill people for no reason at all. Oh, just don't kill people for no reason. Which one's tighter, you know? Which one's ironclad? How about don't kill people don't, that most people don't think you should kill? All right, we'll say don't kill people unless you vote on it first. There, yeah. we, there a, we go. A, everyone, if you want to kill someone, ask everyone if you should kill them. <laughs> and if most people say yes, okay. I'll but put, if most people say no, not okay. I'll put that in the footnote. <laughs> all right, all right. I think that should be a good start. Yes, I'll, um, I'll send that over. I'll put it in your name and release it over to Karma. Perfect. Great. I hit send and really hope that I made the receiver box function properly. I lean over to Bumper and I say, I think Karma's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a sociological ex- experiment. <laughs> yeah, they might be better with the bugs. Do you think we should go back? Wait, with the bugs? Yeah. Nah, man. Too far? Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, all these tires are good to go, guys, so let's keep moving. You make your way towards the coastal cities following the map on the puzzle box, and you're making pretty good time. Um, the weather's the weather's been nice. Uh, things have been seeming to look up. And after a couple of days travel west, 
you find yourself close to the coastal enclave. How we doing, Damien? We're coming up on it. I think perhaps we should be able to see it just over the horizon. Okay, cool. As long as it doesn't look like a mountain, that make make it hard to find. But uh, I suppose there ain't no phone call coming in, right? They ain't got that shit. Uh, I check the messages. There, there's no messages yet. Okay. Uh, I mean, we did steal their, their puzzle box. So. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was worth tacking, maybe they had figured something out for, like, short range. Well, who knows? All right, I keep driving towards the coordinates. All right. You find yourself out kind of in the coastal countryside, and it leads you down a gravel road, and it goes a little further out into the into the forest, into the woods. And then it, you reach the end of this road, and there's a gate, and then just a wide open space. How lively this forest. Hey, Zoe, them trees out there, did they got leaves? They got pines? They dead? No, they got... This appears to be somewhere unaffected by the uh, the Great Fire. Holy hell, Zo! Zo, 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 Zo! Yeah. Are you saying this? Yeah. Holy shit! Hi, you think, you know, this is pretty far away from, like, where you, you were doing your whole thing, like, hanging out in the wastes. You think maybe the rest of your tribe is here? Uh, I hope so. Well, at least the half that went on. The other half obviously isn't because I, I didn't meet up with them to show them which way to go. Uh, but this is all like north, and uh, we 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 were pointed all like east. So, so maybe not, but hey, maybe you can find them and tell them about this place. Looks like it's pretty fertile. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's crazy. Hey, Twitch, that's what trees look like. I am just putting that together. <laughs> That's true. It's like little green paper on sticks attached to bigger sticks. <laughs> yeah, but this one like puts out like air into the area, so it's like clean and breathable. There's a whole lot about it, but we're getting close. I see gates. This place is green as heck. You all look and you see something uh, scurrying through the trees, kind of leaping, jumping, and it moves on. Do I recognize it? Well, let's find out. Understanding, and uh, we'll go with lore or zoofinity. One hit. You've heard of squirrels. They jump through trees. Oh, I believe this is a squirrel. It's, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do I think that's a good thing or a bad thing? It would be a good thing if it wasn't huge. I believe it's a bad thing. It's far too big. Ah, oh, hell. Squirrel sounds like deadly. Wait a second, I use the word squirrely all the time, usually in a negative connotation. Exactly, they must be extremely difficult to catch. Oh man, well, okay, maybe they like, they want to like stay away from us then. I'm just going to go ahead and rev up the engine a little bit, vroom, vroom, and then drive up to the gate and hopefully scare away that squirrel monster. You see a bunch of, when you guys look up, all of you look up, you see a bunch of movement in the trees moving away from the truck. Is that normal, though? Uh, do I know what these animals are? You can make an understanding in Zufinity or lore check. I, too, only got one hit. Squirrel sounds pretty reasonable, almost. Squirrel ain't quite right, but it's uh, definitely uh, definitely something. I don't know. Okay, well, let's try to get inside this enclave where no doubt it is very safe. Are we outside some gates? Yeah, it's just a, it's just like a, a, lo- a padlocked gate. Is and this it leads where... into an open area, uh, almost like a 
a giant forest grove. Is this where the map says that the enclave is? We seem to be right on top of it. Uh, you also see a sign. Those of you that can read. Uh, Me? Me! U.S. government property. Keep out. Us government property? We're us? We are us. Why? Yeah, because you a remnant. So, like, you're part of the, the, like, royal us. Okay, cool. That makes sense why it's all capitalized. All right, I'm going to lay on the horn, see if anyone wants to come, like, let us in. I hear that works, yeah. And I, I'm going to slam on the horn. Small birds fly out of the trees. Well, let's get to do that a couple more times. When it, uh, when it seems like ain't nobody coming, I will go pick that padlock. Okay. As you, as you go to pick the padlock, you see uh, a hatch open kind of in the grass. And someone with a crossbow pokes their head out. Can I help you? Yes. Well, go on. Well, we've been making a whole kind of racket. And nobody's come, so I I'm figured I'm obviously something. here. What are you wanting? Hi, damn it, damn it. Can I see a puzzle block for a second, please? I hand it to him. Okay, I, I roll down the window and I stick the puzzle box out the window. Where did you get that? Let me in, I'll tell ya. Wait right there. Okay, so hop on back in, I guess. Yeah, I hop back in. All right, here you go, Damien. Thank you very much for trusting me with that. So uh, the hatch opens up again, and uh, two armed guards come out. Uh, one has a crossbow, the other has just a regular longbow, and someone has a key and opens the padlock. And they, they tell they, they kind of guide you where you need to go, tell you to stop. They tell you, stay in the vehicle. Okay. And before you, in this grassy field, uh, two bunker doors start to open up like a circle, one end moving away from each other. It leads into an underground complex. Like a ramp I can drive down? Like a ramp you can drive down. Okay, I'll wait till they tell me I can go. Hi, am I supposed to drive down there? A green light flashes. Hi, green means go! <laughs> so I go. All right, you're going down the ramp uh, into this other enclave bunker, and you're directed towards where you need to park your vehicle. It's a little tricky because this particular facility doesn't have vehicles as large as a bus. That's okay. I'll scrape it on by. Hey, Damien, why are we driving down here? What's that doohickey say about... Uh, this enclave in particular? Because I remember, you, you guys used to have some communication with them before everything went sour. Yes, and this puzzle box is from this enclave, so I imagine it has some pretty detailed information about it. All right, how about you do some skimming? Get us some intel before we start talking. And I imagine you want to take the lead on this, as you are better at this sort of thing than me. Yes, that's true. Everyone cool? Anyone need anything? All right, we're going in. Safety first. And I tried. Damien, what are you trying to find out from the box specifically? I'd like to know the name of their leader, uh, what sort of technology they have, and whether they have any sort of contact with anyone outside. It tells you the leader of this enclave was, is Master Isaac. This particular enclave stored a bunch of different technologies parts, etc. Um, it just happened to be a storage unit for a local technology uh, development area that got turned into an enclave since it was already super secure. 
to protect new technology. So they had a lot of the parts and technology that the other enclaves were looking for to carry out the puzzle box project. At this moment, they they don't have the skills to make use of that technology. Is that correct? That's correct. They have just enough knowledge to keep the doors working half the time. You're You're here on a good day. But they're actually pretty skilled survivalists, um, having little to work with in their enclave. They're not a more traditional enclave, as you would know from the first two. And um, since they were uh, kicked out from the attempted trade route at Kama, have they had any contact with any of the other enclaves or with any sort of societies? No, after the whole debacle with Lake Pleasant, they've just been keeping to themselves making a living hunting the local fauna and living off the land and hoping that this giant door keeps working long enough for them to survive. Well, then I've got some good news for them. That's all I'd like to know. Indeed. All right. Parking job complete. (laughs) And, you know, they've uh, trade a lot of the technology for other supplies as well. And you finished parking? Yeah, I'll look around for someone to tell me what to do next. Uh, someone comes out to greet you. Howdy. Howdy. Name's Dust. Bumper. Oh, nice to meet you. I heard you got one of our puzzle boxes from back in the day. Yeah, uh, this is Zoe, this is Twitch, and let me introduce you to Damien Balcris. A pleasure to meet you, Dust. Pleasure's all mine, Mr. Balcris. Uh, I am the one who possesses the puzzle box. I've come to speak with your leader, Master Isaac. Yes, how'd you know his name? Oh, you, the puzzle box. Ah, <laughs> of course. You're, you're quite a, a smart one there, Dust. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You know what they say, ashes to ashes, dust to dust. <laughs> yep, I've never heard that one before. <laughs> never in my life. Well, maybe you could get it started. In any case, I hear, I hear your uh, enclave is in some dire straits, and I've come to bring you back into the fold, so to speak. Well, that'd be appreciated. Uh, apparently, back in the day, we weren't like the other enclaves. Ours was last minute. They didn't exactly pick all the brightest minds and tech wizards, despite what we were storing in here. Is basically whoever could get in here first, because the bombs were dropping. Well, take us to the master, and we shall continue our discussion there. All right, right this way. Uh, just know, y'all don't want to cause any trouble in here. That's a friendly but stern warning to you. You don't have to tell us we don't want to cause trouble. We know we don't want to cause trouble. Right this way. Another underground complex, dimly lit in the hallways, uh, kind of claustrophobic. Just a base safe. I'll start memorizing the way down, in case we need to make a quick getaway. Straight, straight, straight. Straight, straight, straight down. Uh, For good twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyway, we're here. Uh, It's just like a... It looks just like a normal office, nothing fancy. just says Mr. Isaac on it uh, in like a little worn-down plaque. Uh, Dust knocks on the door. Hey, boss. Those people with the puzzle box are here. Oh, good. Let them in. Inside, you see a man with a white mustache and, a, and like a short white flat top haircut. He's, he's an older gentleman, uh, very well built. He has scars covering his face. Not 
all over, just a couple, as if a claw had as something had mauled him and hit him with a claw. Oh, you're the ones with the puzzle box, I see. Master Isaac, I presume? But no, it's it's just Mr. Isaac. You can just call me Isaac. Oh. I don't. We don't deal with those formalities around here. Oh, uh, uh, I see. Well, Isaac, um, let me introduce you to uh, the, the, my company. This is um, Bumper. He drives us. And this is Zodra. She keeps us safe. And this is my, if I may, my current companion, Twitch. You may. <laughs> All right. Pleasure to meet y'all. Like I said, just call me Isaac. So have a seat. Have a seat. You all can be seated. Thank you. Like I said, this is not one of those stuffy enclaves that we've dealt with in the past. Yes, I'm aware of your troubles with the Lake Pleasant Enclave. Listen, Isaac, I'll get straight to the point. And I put the puzzle box on his desk. This was stolen from you by the professor, the leader of the Lake Pleasant Remnant Enclave. I've got my hands on it, and I'll be very frank with you, Isaac. I was a member of the Lake Pleasant Enclave. But you're not anymore, which is why you're bringing me this puzzle box. Exactly. Very perceptive. Um, I ain't an idiot, son. Of, of course, I never meant to imply otherwise. Um, listen, I'm not so much... Uh, perhaps I was a bit unclear. I'm not giving you the puzzle box. That's fair. It's not like we could do much with it anyway. Well, that is precisely the situation I want to change. You see, I'm from, and Twitch as well, is from the Lake Remnant Enclave, and Twitch can tell you some very terrible stories about the dastardly things they've done and the ways that they've tricked us, that they had tricked us into believing in them. And uh, we have visited the archive in the East, Moreover, we have, you, you had founded the town of Karma, and we have now taken that under our control, and now I am the leader of Karma, of the town of Karma. That proxy. <laughs> Hold on. You retook Karma? That is exactly correct. And Hellion, the dastardly leader of Hellion's crew who had seized it from you and seized this puzzle box from you, is lying in the ground, his bones crushed, and the blood is feeding the worms of the earth. That's great news. Now you can name him Damien's Dudes. <laughs> Listen, I want to bring your remnant in on a network of enclaves and local towns. I believe that if we share the knowledge and resources we have, we will be able to put an end to the need for violence in the wilderness. What do you say? Sounds like a good deal to me. That's not enthusiastic enough. I need people who are with me 100%, like these fine fellows here. I gesture to the three other members of the party. He puts on his biggest, fakest smile he can muster. All right, I am 110% in. Now that is the kind of genuine enthusiasm I'd like to see. <laughs> I extend my hand for a handshake and I say, Isaac, I think you and I will get along swimmingly and we will do much good in the world. He takes your hand and it's a very firm handshake. It kind of hurts a little it's bit. It's much firmer than my handshake, certainly. All right, so... We got a partnership. What's the plan? Well, quite simply, this puzzle box contains blueprints 
for technology from the archive, technology that will provide agriculture and safety to anyone who is capable of building them. Now, what we are lacking from the archive is materials to build them, and precisely what you are lacking is the blueprints to use your materials. So if we put these together and... What I am bringing to the table is charismatic leadership, first and foremost. Second, knowledge of how to make very good laws. And third, a network of GIPs tracking systems that will and receiver boxes with which we can send all this information. Also, we know how to make the stuff. And we actually have some of the GIPs boxes you're all talking about. We use those while hunting. Oh, capital. Very impressive. We're also more friendly with the uh, Wastelanders than some of the other remnants are. I think we can contribute that as well. Yes, I can see that your manners are much closer to theirs in spirit. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ignore that. and. Hey, that ain't a bad thing. And you also got uh, basically an army at your disposal. What are you referring to? Oh, all I'd have to do is say, hey, karma. How about you ride out and beat the shit out of some guy, and they do it? Yeah, pretty much. Hey, you know what's great about that? Is their smiley face icon works perfectly for you. Oh, hey, yeah, Zodra even calls me smiley sometimes. Oh, my God. It's like I was meant to be. Sorry, I digress. <laughs> I always thought that was a ridiculous icon, but with you in charge, I guess that makes it make sense, huh? Smiley's wily pile of guys. <laughs> Well, that's a name we'll work on. But the point is, we could also restore peace and provide protection for while we're trading and moving. Yes, that, that, is, that is something I hadn't thought of. We will need protection so we can enforce these laws. All right. But the thing is, we still got one problem. I can't possibly imagine what that is. Oh, let me fill you in. The professor... Oh my god, the professor! I forgot, I had almost forgotten how much I hate him now! <laughs> Very problematic individual, as I'm discovering. <laughs> yes, uh, what's y'all's plan for dealing with the professor? Well, hey, do you know where he's all holed up on now that Trog's on his city and whatnot? Well, we never actually saw what happened to the city. We just saw the Trogs breach the walls. Right. I guess I'm assuming that maybe they took over. I feel like someone at one point said they took over. I don't remember very well. What do you know about where his location is? All I know is it got hit by Trogs a while back. I just heard that through rumor. Don't even believe it. Even so, whether or not he's there, I think it would be good to definitely go back and reclaim some of the stuff that was in that enclave. If if uh, Damien found the puzzle box there, who knows what else could be lying around that could be of help. Yeah, depending on how smart them trogs are, they probably don't know what they're sitting on. We can, like, talk to them, get them all involved in the, like, confederation or whatever we're calling it, and, uh, and then, like, trade with them and whatnot. Yeah, we can make friends. That'd be a good start. I feel like if we just keep moving this plan forward, if the professor wants to try and stop us, he'll show himself, and then that's what we got Zoe here for. And I touch her on the shoulder. Hi. Hello. You any good at hunting? <laughs> Sorry. Just making conversation. Yeah, I'm all right. You? I like to think I'm pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I like her. She's great. Yeah, you guys are like two peas in a pod. There's usually three. Well, we ain't found the third one yet. 
Well, if you count peanuts. All right. I'll, I'll be the other half of your peanut in this analogy. <laughs> All right. So we're, we're two peanuts in a shell. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, since we don't know where the professor is and we just killed like his like best friend or whatever, I feel like if we just kind of keep mobilizing, eventually he's going to try and stop us. And that's when we can strike. Yeah, that sounds like a solid plan. He's going to have to act sooner or later. Force but his hand, as it were. Poke the hornet's nest. All right, so... Which is normally a bad idea, but that's what we want to do in this case. All right. So, like, you guys got a lot of problem with your technology. You don't know how to fix it or nothing. We don't have the skilled personnel to operate them, no. Okay. Okay. Well, me and Damien here, we know our way around a thing or two. We can get working on some of that, maybe fix up your gate, make it look a little better. And, uh, Damien, you're a little bit better at talking to people than I am. So, like, maybe, like, anything you don't know, I can kind of, like, show you, and you can, like, teach people. Well, I've never heard that before, but all right. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I don't know, Zodra and I can help you with your squirrel problem. Squirrel problem? Uh, yeah, there were all these squirrels jumping about in the trees. Oh, we we thought they were going to kill us. They were huge. Yeah, they're just big squirrels. They make good eating. Oh. Easy to shoot out of the tree. Feeds you for a week. Well, then your squirrel problem is that we're not all eating squirrels right now. (laughs) Well, what do you say we go fix that? I'm already out the door. As Zodra would say, all right. (laughs) Uh, Miss Zodra, kitchen's that way. Oh, we're eating, not hunting? All right. Oh yeah, I, I was under I was under that misapprehension as well. All right, well then we don't have to do work; we just eat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'm gonna like try to find somebody to like show me around. Let me know what needs fixing, and I'm gonna start off fixing. Also, if they want to give us some supplies, we can make more of those little doohickeys so that we can pass them around different places and all that. You know, begin project puzzle box, as it were. We did have a second one of those. Um, Receiver boxes. That's right. Maybe we could give them the second one. That is what I had in mind, and if possible, at some point, I'd like it if each enclave had their own puzzle box so they can transmit. I don't know the range on these things, on these receiver boxes, but it would be good if we could establish sort of regions. That makes sense. I mean, who made this thing in the first place? Was it the professor? No. I kind of fell asleep during all the technical mumbo-jumbo of all that. Uh, I was just a supplier, but I reckon he did build it. Okay, okay, well, now that we've got a bunch of supplies, maybe that's our first priority, Damien. Yes, let's back-engineer one of these puzzle boxes. Yeah, that way y'all can have one, and we can have one have be like the mobile suite. (laughs) All right. Take us to your supplies, please. (laughs) Hey, Bubba. Yeah? Take these guys to the supply room. What, the dusty one with all the computer parts? Yeah, that one. A large but younger fellow comes and uh, takes custody of you guys in a way and uh, leads you towards the technology and the, and the workshop that's back there. Uh, how much they how much technology are they working with here? What's their shop room like? You hit the lights. You hear chunk, 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 chunk. There's a huge storehouse full of crates upon crates of unused technology and parts and Circuit boards, bulbs, wires. 
I get a little weak in the knees. I grab onto Damien for a little bit of support. I feel a little weak in the shoulders, and I grab onto Bumper for a little bit of support. Oh, my God. I think we died and gone to heaven, Damien. Oh, my God. Let's never leave. Let's get to work. And I run in and start grabbing boxes and try to try to do stuff. And I'll be like, oh, hold on. It's a delicate situation. I find the tools. Do the proper things. Screw the thing. Left. Left is where it go. Da, 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 da. Sodra. Yeah. They ask if you'd like to go hunting with them. Yeah. All right. Let's see what you're. Let's see how y'all out east hunt. And they they lead you through the tunnels back up into the wilds. Sure. Uh, I ain't never really uh tracked in in like forest and not hard packed earth and stuff. But um, but I can recognize when uh, things have been around and my my longbow now that I have a whole quiverful. Um. And uh, helps me helps me do some some pretty good hunting. You just look. You just got to look up more. Okay, great. I got uh, hunting. Twitch, are you with Damien and uh, Bumper? I am not. I uh, I think I am uh, wandering around uh, <laughs> this uh, this enclave, and I, I'm going to look for someone who knows who looks like they know the place. All right. Uh, so you're just wandering around until you find somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm like a like a a young man in a in a big department store. It's just looking for someone who's wearing a polo shirt that's the color of the department store. <laughs> <laughs> you come around the corner, and you take a right, and there's a young woman there that's uh, like really young. Well, how old are you, young lady? Oh, I'm I'm ten. Hey, do you do you know where all the power in this place comes from? Uh, electricity. Yeah, yeah. Who makes that? I don't know. The sky. Huh? Is your dad around or mom? Oh, you mean Isaac? Yeah, I know him. <laughs> hey, where's he? Maybe he would know. He's out hunting. Damn it! <laughs> do you, do you know anyone who like? Works around here, knows what's up, knows what's going on, can answer some questions about the place. You know, I'm just a a curious, I'm just curious like a cat. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Follow me. Okay. Damien and Bumper. Yeah. What are you guys doing? All right, we got the puzzle box open. We're going to try and recreate what it is so that we can duplicate its factors. Yes, I I imagine... Bumper is going around finding parts, bringing them together, and I'm examining the intricacies of the way the puzzle box is put together and sort of informing, ah. I need this, I need that. And then he says sometimes, no, that's that's completely wrong. What, what's the matter with you? Yeah, no, that's a thing I'm a jig it. You don't want to put one of those right there. That'll make a bigger, bigger pop. Not like a good pop, like an explosion, just like an annoying little pop that burns everything. Oh, oh goodness, my goodness, of course. <laughs> you're, you're quite right, quite right. Uh, now, here, you need this. It's a hoozy daisy. Oh, well done, well done. I stick the hoozy daisy in the thingamajig. Hey, guy, you're learning the lingo! <laughs> uh, both of you go ahead and roll for me an understanding and tech roll. That's three success for me. Two for me. Bumper, you are able to successfully take this thing apart without breaking any of the components. Damien, you are able to find out a little more about the different components as Bumper takes them out. 
and you are learning how to reverse engineer this thing. Oh, man, I don't remember. Was this one like this or was this one like this? It was like that. Okay, good. Okay, that, that seems better. Yes, yes, that's, that's quite right. Okay. Now, listen, connect the black wires to the yellow wires. Okay, black to yellow. Go on in now. Anything turned on? Boop, boop. Oh, ooh, there's a little light going. There's a little light going. Is it working? It's working. All right. Oh. Okay, let's see. Turn on this projector thingy. Mm -hmm. It what projects. We, what we're working with here. Did we, like, transfer the data or whatnot? Does it communicate? Oh, you're really good at making them communicate, Damien. Oh, you do have to have another role to set up the communications. It's just showing a menu. It doesn't have the data on it, but you have the technology in there to make it uh, transmit. And the basic data that's on there is just prototype number so 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 uh just basic technical information oh this it. is what they call a boat screen which is weird because it doesn't look like a boat it does look like a screen though which yeah. is the primary thing right okay so we've been working on this thing for a while he knows what he's doing but i'm a little excitable i'm gonna backseat drive a little bit try to help him out even though he probably don't need it yes I'm, I'm performing a very delicate operation i've just got to put this one unit in this one spot so that it will start receiving and transmitting yeah 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 no no you want to put it in right there it's yes i know please just yeah, no, back off a like, little bit right there back off, my forehead is dripping sweat and i'm getting <laughs> it off trying not to let it get into the, into the I, I dab i dab on his <laughs> forehead oh, furiously oh, that's uh that's uh, pretty good pretty good all right <laughs> all let's right do this. make another understanding and tech roll for me both of you sodra Yep. You're hunting giant squirrels. Give me a senses and survive to track. That's two hits. You're actually asked to lead the way, um, kind of as an honor, since you're the guest, to be the lead tracker. And he showed you kind of how squirrels will leave uh, marks in the trees when they're jumping from tree to tree. And you're able to follow these tracks through these giant trees and you see your first target after about an hour. It just looks like a normal squirrel, except it's about it's about the size of a bobcat. All right. Um, unless I think it's against protocol, I, I will attempt to shoot it. They give you the go-ahead. Right. You're the guest. Uh, that's three hits. The arrow pierces the side of the squirrel and goes into its heart. And you see it let out a blood-curdling scream as its lower mandibles split apart and reveal its fangs. And uh, it falls to the ground. All right. Upon closer inspection, you see that it also has claws similar to that of a predator. Uh, I guess we uh, gut it and then drag it home. All right. Make a survive roll to see how well you gut this thing. One hit. You're a little rusty on gutting, but you get enough of it that it's you manage to clean enough of the meat. And then Isaac says to you, all right, we got to hurry before the rest of its pack catches up. All right, we do. <laughs> Twitch. I'm following this little girl. She said she was leading me somewhere. Uh, she takes you into a cafeteria dining area. kind of kind of looks like a. it was made up to be like a 50s diner. She leads you to basically a grown-up copy of herself, it almost looks like. This is my sister. She works on the on the electricity stuff. Hey, how's it going? What's your name? My name's Star. <laughs> uh, it's so lovely to meet you, Star. Now, I was wondering what you could tell me about 
Are, are you okay? Sir? I'm fine. I was wondering what you could tell me about. Where and the she, she puts her hand on your shoulder and doesn't flinch. What? 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 What's going on? What? Are Why you... aren't you twitching? Oh, I've just learned to control my abilities a little better. You're what? Oh, I'm electrokinetic too. Don't you feel the spark? (laughs) Twitch's eyes go wide. (laughs) No. (laughs) I feel the calm peace of a complete circuit. (laughs) Is it you who powers these generators? No, I just fix them. Oh, wow. Do do they torture you? (laughs) What? Do they stab you, you know, for more power? Goodness, no. What are you talking about? You sound crazy right now. I am a little. Well, at least you're honest about it. You want to go see the generators? I think I would like that very much. (laughs) Damien and Bumper. All right, I got three successes on that final tech roll. And I've got two successes, so we're very consistent. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, you get it. Place back together, Bumper, and Damien, you're able to start programming it and transferring and copying files that you know you, you need to make it work. This is a moment that will go down in history because I will put it there in the history. Stick it in, then. I, I, I stick it in. <laughs> <laughs> Damien finally places it into the slot it needs to go, and the lights begin to turn on. And when you make the normal motion to bring up your map, it appears. And it is an exact copy of your old box. Oh, I'm a genius. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty impressive there, Damien. Not half bad yourself, Bumper. All right. We need to come up with a better name than, like, Gyps, though, right? I was trying to think, like, badass, education, and lookout. It doesn't work because it's, like, belp or something like that. (laughs) The P, the P is really throwing me off. I'm going to have to workshop it for a while. Well, I'll leave that at your department. <laughs> All right, sounds good. <laughs> uh, I, I take this second puzzle box, put a big um, C on it for coastal so I can keep them differentiated, and I bring it over to Isaac's office. Very excited, making very quick little steps and bouncing up and down, down the hallway. All right. And you arrive at Isaac's door. Zodra. Yeah. They're trying to get you to hurry along. Uh, and if you roll a senses and notice, you'll see why. I have a guess. <laughs> uh, that's three uh, successes. There's a pack of squirrels converging on you. Okay. Like how converging? Like, well, you like see in the, the next like five seconds before we get to the gate or like we're going to get to the gate? You're approaching the gate, and they're close above your head. What what do you want to do? You think if you sprinted, you could reach the gate before the squirrels became a problem. Uh, and everybody will, or just or just me? Probably mostly everybody. All right, I will sprint to the gate, but if it looks like somebody's not going to make it, I will shoot whatever's coming after them. All right, you you make it to the gate. You hop over, and you get ready to open the hatch. And that's when you see a squirrel flies down using uh, skin flaps under its arms, and it appears to be pouncing on one of your fellow hunters. 
All right, I'll shoot it uh, so that it is knocked off course. All right, go ahead. That is two hits. As the rest of the crew is hopping over, you see the squirrel about to pounce on the last one. You let fly an arrow. It goes straight through its eye, sends it crashing off course, screeching uh, onto the ground. And everyone gets in safely, and you hop into the hole. And as you close it, you hear chunk right above your head. Everyone is praising your amazing hunting skills. You're one of the best hunters everyone's ever seen. And they're taking you to the tavern. All right. Also because you have the food, and that's where the food's at. Okay. That makes sense. But also they, everyone wants to buy you a drink, especially the guy whose life you saved. And then they want to tell exaggerated hunting stories as per tradition. I cannot uh, do anything but comply with tradition. So <laughs> uh, we will uh, go to the tavern and partake in this uh, most recent kill and drink and listen to each other tell stories. And they're telling stories that you saw happen and were there for, but they're still they're highly embellished, even though you're there and saw the whole thing. There's always more squirrels with that breathe fire, and everybody just tries to one-up each other. Twitch. These are generators. They're nice. There's nobody chained to a wall. Wow. Incredible. And, and you just, you work on them. You, you know how to do that? Oh, well, yeah. It's, it's not like the computers or anything we have. My, my families are always done machine work like this. Star, can I, can I ask you a question? What's the question? How do you deal with it? The horrible constant pain that is being alive. <laughs> the loss and stress and coursing painful fervor that runs through me every minute of each and every day. How do you deal with it? Let me show you. This is the other thing I use to keep everything running. Uh, and you see her grab two uh, metal bars, and she just yells, and you just see lightning everywhere, and uh, a power level indicator skyrocket up to 100%. I just, we found this battery that you can charge, and we rigged it to where we can, uh, I can discharge when I need to. It still kind of hurts a little bit every day, but it's bearable at least. Hey, Star. Do yes. you see a little scorpion tail come out of the back of my head? What? Because I'm a little aroused right now. <laughs> I don't... Oh, I know what you're meaning. You see how it works is... And on to Damien. And... <laughs> All right, so we're, we're taking this over to show it to Isaac, right? Yes. Okay, I'm just going to borrow it from you for a second. All right. And I scrape off that C real quick. And instead, I write on something else. I hand it back to Damien. I'm like, I came up with the name. Beauty. The badass education and understanding technology for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That's ingenious. Right? I thought so. It's beautiful. Right? Just like that star room. And we'll always have that. And I take his hand. And I take his (laughs) hand. And I, I, for some reason, I'm expecting a shock, but I don't get one. (laughs) (laughs) And it feels nice. All right, we walk up to Isaac holding hands and holding this machine together. And uh, I knock on the door. Come in. I open the door and I say, Isaac, 
we have excellent news. And I squeeze Bumper's hand a little bit. <laughs> I squeeze it back. <laughs> it's a beauty. Uh, you see him butchering some meat on his desk. <laughs> oh, we can come back if you're busy. <laughs> oh, no, no. This I, pff, I can do this in my sleep. What you got? I present to Chunk. you the beauty. The beauty. Yeah, it's your very own puzzle box. I know you're wondering. It stands for Badass Education and Understanding Technology for you. I love it. There you go. And then we already got it interfacing with our uh, with our machine. Right, Damien? That's right. You can see I pull up the map on both of ours. You can see, see, on yours, you're the red dot. And uh, we're the green dot. But on mine, we're the red dot and you're the green dot. See, and they'll track each other, so we'll know we'll know where we are at all times. And if one of us gets our puzzle box stolen again for whatever reason, we'll be able to find it easier. Absolutely. Chunk. I can also uh, uh, send uh, messages back and forth, at least to a certain distance. Yes, we'll have we'll have to do some experimenting with exactly how far we can communicate with these. Well, perhaps that's a project for another time. Chunk. Well, looks like we should start getting these things deployed soon, huh? Chunk. Yes, exactly. See, that's the sort of enthusiasm I was talking about. How is the most technologically minded of you so that we can kind of show them how to piece this together? We kind of got a blueprint half put through when we were putting it together, but like maybe they need to walk through. Yeah, he he sets his uh, big cleaver knife and uh, stands it up on the table and puts his hand on the handle thinking that'd probably be my daughter star. She's uh, she's kind of a whiz at that stuff. She's half the reason any of this crap works anymore oh well why don't you show us to her room <laughs> yeah it's right this way uh oh here it is hey stop yeah! <laughs> and that's where we'll end the session <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by enpc productions all rights reserved the Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Colin Chapman or Radioactive Ape Designs. Atomic Highway is property of Radioactive Ape Designs. For more information, search Atomic Highway on www.drivethroughrpg.com.